Hello out there, all you cool cats and kiddos. Welcome back to LCC's podcast, Pursuit of Purpose. I am Nate Luke. I'm joined here tonight with Kevin Stuckey. Sup? And Cody Jewelry. Hello. And uh, our boy Nelson couldn't be here tonight. Had so to work. Regrettably, he's picking work over us. But I'm sure it's really important, so we're gonna give him a break, unlike we would Cody. I wonder if he's <laughs> busy though. Wonder, we 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 should call him in the middle of the podcast and see if he can talk. We'll we'll try that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do a little bit of homework on that. All right, guys. So we're uh, we're gonna get right into our topic here in just a few minutes. Got a few pieces of news for you, like always. So I'm gonna start out with asking a very odd question, guys. Okay? If you could swim in anything, meaning having a swimming pool of something, what would that something be? How big would the swimming pool be? Just like a regular size. We're talking like maybe 30 feet, you know. That's regular. (laughs) (laughs) Like a regular in-ground pool pool of anything. Yeah, how deep is this? Eight feet. Mm. Well, you know, it's slanted. It goes from three to eight, you know. Mm. Is that like a standard size, Cody? That I seems thought like ten foot was. Maybe yeah, it's 10. like six foot, and well, then I mean, and above you got ground. six foot because you got like the four foot shallow end, and then mm. sometimes it go like six foot, or you go like ten foot. I've never heard of an eight foot pool. This is a very apparently we're all pool experts. <laughs> <laughs> and above ground is usually four and a half to five feet. Right. Thank Correct. you. Thank you. Yeah. So could you get put? You could have put it in context that we could actually understand, please. Because if it's ten feet, I got a different answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go with this, guys. Uh, I'm way too tired for this tonight. Um, if there was just a standard size, 27 foot in diameter, above ground pool, four feet deep mm. in every section. See, I'm with you. I get you I get, get that. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. Gosh, still. Cody, you go first. I would choose chocolate gravy. Explain chocolate gravy. What is chocolate gravy? I don't really know what they make. I know it's got flour. What do you get this stuff? You got to make it. So okay. stay with me. Okay. Hershey's cocoa powder, vanilla, flour, sugar, water, and something else. I don't know. My great grandma used to make it for me when I was a kid. And Can you make it? Paige can. She has the recipe. My mom got it from my great grandma. Mom gave it to Paige because mom knew that I loved this stuff. Of course, I don't really eat it now because it's like not good for you. It's not good for you. I mean, it's like got nine pounds of sugar in it. I think I don't know. There's a lot, but is that not good for you? I I mean, probably not. Well, along with the biscuits, the the buttered biscuits. Biscuits? What? Yeah. Yeah, So it's like it's like sausages and gravy and biscuits, but just minus the sausage and the white gravy. It's chocolate gravy. It does sound good. So would you have the biscuits in the pool too? Mm. So it'd be my floating devices. You put them around your arms. Like I'm thinking about right now, like how good it sounds. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had Paige making in a while, just because we don't really try to eat that kind of food anymore. Every once in a while. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I could get on board with that. Actually, yeah. that sounds yeah. pretty good, man. We'll make it for uh, for vacation. Sweet. Yeah. Could you make it for a podcast night? No. <laughs> Rejected. <laughs> Kevin, what about you, man? All right. So, I would have to say, I would have to say, uh, the, I guess I need to explain this. I would have to say, so I would have to say salt. Salt and water, so a mixture, okay, but not like ocean salt water. So, when 
um, when we were in Israel, went to the uh, the Dead Sea. Yeah, and it is has a extremely high content of salt in it, mm. to the point where like you can just lay out there and just float right. on top of it. Like you have to try to get un- go under the water. Not try, but you know what I'm saying. Like mm. it's 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 really buoyant, but it's also like very like exfoliating. Good for your skin. Yeah, it feels, yeah. but it makes you feel good. Like it's not just. That it's good for you, like in your in your, but like when you're in it, like it makes you feel really good. And like they've got like solutions that you can take home and like put in your tub and stuff like that. But it's really, it's really, it, it it's really cool how it makes you feel and everything like that. It's it is really neat. So that's how that's what I would do. Uh, I, I'm just gonna say, sweet baby rays. I'll keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some sweet baby rays. So. Well, okay. So the reason I asked that was because there was a guy out in California. He was promoting his new uh, restaurant, which I guess it's a specialty bean dip restaurant. So he swam in a bean dip pool for 24 hours straight. 24 hours? Mm. I would not want to be his wife. No. Mm. Think about the flatulence. But but I mean, not just that. Think, I mean, you're not, if you swim in anything for 24 hours, you don't smell like it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. For days. I mean, maybe it was really good bean dip. Well, I'm not saying it wasn't, but do you want to smell like bean dip? I mean, maybe if it's, if it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some bean dip, too. With, with the Fritos? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's that's kind of crazy. Uh, moving on, because we could probably spend all podcast on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, my dudes, it's been, what is it? March 11th today. Yeah. March 11th. It has been almost exactly a year since, uh, COVID, um, came upon us, I guess. And, uh, quarantine started, the shutdown started. Um, you know, we could look back on, on the year 2020 and say the great shutdown of 2020. Um, so that's, that's pretty crazy guys. It's been a year since a lot of things have happened, you know, COVID related and non COVID related in the past year. It's been a been a crazy one. Well, mm-hmm. and I know too, um Cody had suggested a podcast that we review uh the year and, and, and the outlook and the things that have changed and I'm kind of excited for that podcast and it's something that we need yeah. to probably even do maybe next week. Yeah. Um, definitely. But going into that, one of the things that that you see a lot of people posting now is things that while this year is not ideal, here are the things that God has allowed and brought into our lives that maybe we didn't expect or not even want, but he brought them in, in unconventional ways uh, through this, this time. I think it will be neat to really kind of mm-hmm. review that, you know, to look at that and to really take a deeper dive into our lives and, the church and this community and, and the nation as a whole. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you, you hit the nail on the head with one word, very unconventional, right? It has been a crazy year, a lot of things that a lot of us have never expected. So, yeah, that's something we definitely should do next week. So start thinking about how God has worked in your life the over the past year and how he has challenged you and how he's molded and shaped you. Be good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, before we get into the main topic for the day here, Kevin, if you can give us a quick um, 
summation of your sermon from Sunday. Whose sermon? Oh my gosh, Greg's sermon. Sorry. Greg did a really good job, by the way. What What was your favorite part of it? So Greg talked about, he talked about... Um, David's warriors, David's mighty men. David's mighty men. The one thing that stuck out to me was when Greg said we do... A lot of us do a really good job of giving grace to others, but we don't give it to ourselves. That's the one line that really stuck at me um, because I I think in a lot of ways that's true. Why even you talk about, it talked about in the Envy podcast, how you're always looking to others for approval in your life and and probably are pretty critical of of yourselves from that standpoint. And so it makes sense that that would be something that would, that would resonate with you. And I, I, I too, I think that's fantastic. In fact, the thing that always comes to mind when, when you hear that is just the, the unworthiness that we feel naturally in our lives and how I know in my life personally, I've had at times to say, I am a child of God. He loves me. You know, I am precious to him. I mean, I have to say that audibly to myself at times because I just feel so unworthy. So that was a great point. And, Mm. you know, just the overall theme of the sermon being, you know, just, you know, for for us, you know, thinking about, you know, God, our relationship with him, thinking about, you know, those people in our lives that, you know, those times where people are, are going above and beyond, but yet like... You know what? What? What is? You know what? What do we think of ourselves? How are we uh, living within ourselves and and honoring God with our lives and um and and how are we using that time um to to look back on you know the times where God has been there, allowed things, but not dwelling on that, but continuing to move forward. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think like you know us, we are Christians who attend church regularly. And I think there's a lot of pressure put on us, um, whether by intent or not, to always try to look out for others. And while that's a fantastic thing, and we all know that, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes a normal, you know, everyday run-of-the-mill Christian would think, eh, I I should pray for others today. I'm not going to worry about myself. You know, that's the godly thing is to look out for others. So, yeah. Well, because we constantly, you know we constantly think like serving others is one of the greatest things we could do as a Christian. Right. And like you said, we kind of get backtracked on ourselves. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that we feel guilty about just simple introspection, oh, yeah. just looking inside of ourselves and reflecting on, you know, like you said, Kevin, we are children of God. So yeah, that was a really good message by was, Greg. Was Greg did a very good job. And I, you know, I talked to Nate Sunday about just the fact that it's so good to have perspective from other people. You get so used to one voice in the pulpit and I mean, it's just good to have other voices that have other perspectives and how they approach the word of God and how they bring that, you know, to us. And so uh, we're blessed in this community, in this, in this congregation to have several people with the ability to do that and, and do that well. Yeah, definitely. So thanks again, Greg. If you're listening, if you're Thank one of our you. 12 listeners, we appreciate you, man. <laughs> we love you. All right. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get to the uh, main topic for the evening here. 
Um, we kicked around a few ideas. The COVID um, idea was one that was kicked around a couple weeks ago. Um, obviously, uh, hopefully we'll get to that next week. Um, but the idea for this week was brought up, you know, what are some moments in life where God has revealed himself to us? You know, how have these moments helped pull us through certain points in our life where we have felt down on ourselves or because of others? Uh, how do we navigate that? And how do we live as godly people in our everyday lives, even though we may be going through some of those tough times? Um, so I don't know if, uh, if Kevin, if you'd like to kind of offer some uh, opening thoughts on this topic for us. Yeah, I guess, I guess it'd start out with, and, and we've done, we did something similar to this, uh, I don't even know what podcast it was, where we had said, okay, like, what is God speaking to you? What is he saying to you right now? Yeah. You know, and I think that's, it, it, we got to kind of piggyback off of that. It's got to be, it's got to be, okay, you know, there are some big moments and I think we've all talked about those big moments, but I think it's, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to join these two ideas together, which the first one is how's God revealing himself, right? And then, and then tie that in with how do we live out our relationship with God in our everyday lives? The way to do that is really just to look at that in a, in a more, recent context, I guess. Not that we have to. I don't think we have to confine ourselves to that in, in this talk, you know, as we talk about this. But I think we, that has to, like, be the parameters that we that we navigate this a little bit. Um, and I, there's, you know, I, we, we can't not talk about the envy thing when, you know, when, when, we're, when we're doing that. I'm not saying getting into that topic again, but I just think, for all of us, I think there that was a thing, and I know this is where God's really been speaking to my heart because, you know, even since since that sermon, since that podcast, that issue has continued to come up in my in in my life. You know, where where I just hear God speaking to my heart to the point where I had to honestly look at my life today and say. If, if, I don't, I don't want to put this on air. (laughs) I can't take it back if I put it on air. If I lost everything, I would still have everything. Like that, that's, that's what, it was just like, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about all these ways to navigate you know, the business in this way and to, and to grow and to gain this and navigate the church in this way to expand and, you know, influence and, and, and all those things. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I started thinking about like individuals in India who have nothing, nothing, you know, and, and all I can look at is the guy down the road who has more than me and aspire to that. You know, when I have, I am a, I am a, gazillionaire compared to that guy in India mm-hmm. and and what if and then the fact that like what would God do with me if all of that was stripped away and I was just a man serving a God like it just was heavy that was just heavy on me today like at, you know just at one point as I'm just going through the day thinking about stuff 
And the so, rea- so was there any like was there anything any catalyst to that today? I mean, you might have mentioned it, but maybe I missed it. What do you? I guess. What do you mean by catalyst? Like for that thinking, for for that thought. Did something cause that thought? I don't know that I. You know, I I think it's just been ongoing thing over the last few weeks that God is just like. <laughs> I don't I don't know like how you guys process things but like for me I I'm driving around and I my mind is not just settle. Mm-hmm. It's constantly thinking about the next thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, what can we be yeah. doing here? How can we do it in here? How can I move this? How can I get that? What do I need to buy to make this happen? What do I need to do this? How do we do this? Listen to this podcast to get perspective on this and that podcast to get perspective on this and I'm listening to this book and this comes up and it makes me think about my own life and how I can you know it's just all day long, right? Mm-hmm. And so in the midst of that, it's like whew, God comes in and just, we, we, we were, we're, we've been dealing with this. We've been talking about this, Kevin, like mm-hmm. slow down, appreciate, you know, what I've done. And that, and even the prayer, my prayer this morning with the kids on the way to drop them off was thank you, God, not bless us, give us more, but, but thank you, God. Like, you have given so much, you know? And it's just been this this process over the last few weeks to kind of build, and you know, into a crescendo of, of God just kind of laying this stuff on me, laying this stuff on me, laying this stuff on me. And that, that's really, you know, what I've felt. I, the thing that's hard is then how do you, how do you piggyback off that and talk about, like, how that's played out in life. And I guess I have some thoughts on that, but it hasn't been around long enough to have anything really concrete that this is how this is going to be carried out in my life. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, <clears throat> last night I, I had a similar, I guess, example last night. You know, I've been really busy this week. It just seems like every... I get a week off and then more busyness for a few weeks ahead and a week off and et cetera. Right. And that's just how life goes. Um, but last night I got back from work and I just felt like it was from one thing to the next, like you said, and I get home and Brandy, uh, Brandy's been yelling at me cause I haven't changed out the, uh, the vent blower. Brandy would never do that. She's an angel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She is an angel, but she <laughs> is an angel that yells at me. Um, <laughs> She's like the good angel, when, the bad angel when, on your shoulder. When your wife doesn't have a dishwasher working, she she yells at you. Mm. So just, you know, ahead of time, guys. So have you to know, remember I, that one, Cody. Yeah, I know, right? Change out your vent blowers. Very like a lot, guys. Trust me. Um, so I get home and you know, I I've had a long day. Last thing I want to do is change out the vent blower on the dishwasher. Is it a hard thing to do? Not no, it it wasn't. It really wasn't. It but took you didn't know you never minutes. done it. Never done it. So I just took the dishwasher out, pulled it out. Uh all I had to do was literally unscrew a couple things, take the vent blower out and plug it back, plug the new one back in, screw it in, push the dishwasher in, screw it back in, bam. 10 minutes, right? But beforehand, when she asked me, hey, Nate, can you change this tonight while you have a little bit of time? I was like, oh, it's eight o'clock. Are you kidding me? 
I, I got this to do and this to do and this to do before I go to bed. It's the last thing I want to do. I, I kind of snipped at her or snapped at her. And, uh, you know, after I got done with that 10 minute job that would have saved my wife minutes, hours, whatever, however much time, you know, I, I looked at myself and I was like, gosh, what a, you're such an idiot, dude. You, you saw just, what we all see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> There's the sound effect. No, I'm just messing, man. Uh, whatever, dude. Um, <laughs> I was just like, man, you're such an idiot. Like You snapped at your wife over a job that would take 10 minutes, and it's really not even that late in the night. It's not like you just got home. And like, I don't know. So similar experience and that, but, but that little moment right there, even though I'll probably continue to do that from time to time, I think it will slowly help teach me, um, that, you know, thank God we have a dishwasher, right? Like if that's a, that's not a necessity of life. That's a, that's an extra, right? So thinking of that, like, what would you say if you had to summarize this is what god spoke to my heart in this moment what would it be <laughs> be thankful for dishwashers no i'm joking um <laughs> wait that's james 2 <laughs> yeah. 10 yeah. yes i got it yeah no i i think i think what he would speak in that that moment is just slow down man you know um be thankful that you have an amazing wife who will put the dish dishes in the dishwasher for you, which she does all the time. Um, and you know, that little 10 minute job that you got so angry about, um, you know, be thankful that that's a problem, you know, thank, be thankful that you have a dishwasher that causes you an occasional problem. Right. So I guess in that moment, you know, that was a downhill for 10 minutes of my life. But in the end, I think it's an uphill because it taught me, I think an important lesson. Um, just shut up and listen to God and love your wife, man. I think it would be shut up, love God, love your wife. You idiot. I think that would be the exact. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Codeer. Well, I I didn't know we were doing recent. Oh, you don't have to. Don't I have said to. you don't have I said you didn't have to. But me and Kevin to. screw up a lot. So. Oh, I mean, well, I do too. <laughs> you don't yeah, have to do recent. You don't have to. Man. I just said I I I think I think I think looking at some of that is is healthy too. So, I mean, there's two recent things. It doesn't have to be recent. So I I think that's Again, you, I mean, this was your topic. You chose this topic, so like you... I did? Yes, you did. Oh, man. You can't... So if, if you say, what was the question again, you have to ask yourself because we can't help you. What was the question? <laughs> no, I... Whenever whenever we discussed this, I immediately went back because like you guys, I'm sure God's revealed himself in lots, a lot of parts of your guys' life, you know, different instances. But like I think of um, when I was in the... Police academy, and I had peers or classmates, whatever you want to call them, fellow cadets. Um, they were getting hired, and there was some envy there 
to tie that into your little envy thing. There was definitely envy there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. And I remember at one point I started stressing because, you know, I had two girls, two little, two little girls, and then my wife, of course, she was working, but we were living in this apartment, and um, I just, you know, I was always raised that you're the man of the house, take care of the bills. That was kind of the perspective that I had at the time, and here I was not working, didn't have a job. I applied at I don't know how many agencies. Um, didn't get a call back. What was the furthest agency you applied for? Uh, furthest, furthest away. Mm. That's a good question. Ross County? It wasn't that far. Wasn't that far. I mean, it's 20, down 28, 25, 30 right. minute drive. Um, yeah. But so it was sheriffs. Was it sheriff's office? A lot of sheriffs. Yeah. Be, a lot of, mostly sheriff because you didn't patrol. have to take a test. Right. And I was always intimidated because I was told, in which I now know, um, military gets that 20% or 15% through the civil service bump on their test. And I, I wasn't prior military. So, you know, I, I was always in my head, I thought, well, I would never make the top 10 because the top 10 typically gets the interviews. And uh, surely they would find one or two candidates out of the top 10. And so, yeah, a lot of it was the sheriff's office, sheriff's offices, Highland County, Ross County, Clinton County, all that. And um, so we, Fast forward to, to the point where it, it was graduation day. Still didn't have a job. Nobody really called me back. And I was stressing, just upset, frustrated. I, I can remember one time I I was, um, well, it was Kendall or Paisley. I can't remember which daughter it was, but they came out of their bedroom and their pajamas were like three inches too short. Like they were like way too small for them. And I just, you know, this sounds so dramatic and first world problems, but I remember thinking like, and I told Paige, I'm like, how the heck is our kids not have nice pajamas? You know, I mean, Anyways, Isn't it amazing how sm- little things like that just yeah mess with your head. Yeah, and like I'm thinking, like we're feeding our kids ramen, ramen, Raymond, however you say it, ramen, noodles almost ramen. every night. Mm. Yeah, I mean they're good. I'd swim in a pool, though. Yeah, I yeah. Just, yeah, I would too. Yeah, and they're yeah, good. It's practically the salt, salt content. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's like yeah, the yeah, dead yeah, sea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Dead Sea of noodles. Yeah, mm. yeah, and so I just had this massive stress from all this and I applied at Wilmington police department. I, t- that was the one police department I t- actually took the civil service test for. And, uh, I went up and gave the ending speech for our class. I was a class leader for that Academy. And so that's part of the job. And so I gave this speech. It was real emotional because we lost a classmate through a car accident. Of course, my son passed away during that time. So we were really connected and after, um, the speech, after the graduation, everybody kind of st- was in this common area and we were all shaking hands and saying, saying our goodbyes. And the former chief of Wilmington police department came up to me and said, I understand you took our test. And I said, yes, sir. He's like, do you know what position you scored? I said, yeah, I got 14th out of like 40 something. And he said, well, he, he said, um, keep your phone by you. He's like, we'll be in contact. And within a month I was hired, you know, and it was just something that was so humbling. And it wasn't because of a speech. It wasn't because of any of that. It was just, you know, right place, right time, God's presence. And, and I, looking back and reflecting on that, I just think like, I don't really control anything in my life. And I don't know why I always try, even though like God reveals himself so many times and says, I control that, you know, I'm in control. I still go back as a human and try to control things. And, um, I mean, it's naturally part of who I am. I mean, I'm a cop. We control a lot of things in our community. So that's why I love doing what I do. Um, do you know anybody and and maybe this is do you know anybody that doesn't try to control at least in some aspect 
Have you ever met anybody that doesn't have that problem? No. No, I know a lot of people that don't know how to control their own lives. That's why I have right, job but, security. But, but, they, but they, again, they're trying to control in other ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. At some aspect of their life. Yeah. 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 But man, it was just a, like I said, just hindsight 2020 looking back in that and just remembering the stress and the anxiety and, and the envy of seeing people just get getting these jobs. And a lot of them didn't have kids. And my kids were, I think, three and five or something like that. And um, they're growing like weeds. And Paige was working as much as she could. But, you know, she was working to pay the bills, you know, keep a little bit of food on the table. And I don't miss, I just, can vividly remember just when they called me and, and it was just like a like a relief and it was just like man thank you god you know it's like hey congratulations this is like after the process of like the background investigation the polygraph all that and uh they asked me to come in and i don't think those people knew what they done for me and my family mm-hmm. you know um they never will realize that because they and i wasn't like we were like india poor um but but I'll tell you, like, we joke about it today, like, being that poor, we were the happiest. Like, I can remember, like, we spent so much time together, yeah. and we just really, it was almost like COVID in 2014, 15. Um, we didn't really go anywhere. We just kind of hung out as a family, couldn't afford to go anywhere, um, went to each other's families a lot, and we just really enjoyed each other, and it was it was a good time. Yeah. I think, I mean, when you say that, like, it makes me think about, the journey, like our lives, the journey and how we're always, we always have this, when I get to here, Mm -hmm. I'll finally be happy. And when I get to here, I'll finally be happy. Mm -hmm. But like the things that are most beautiful in our lives, it's now, it's the fight, it's the, it's the journey, it's the, it's the lessons, it's the life lessons, it's the, it's the moments where you know, we talk about, you know, God speaking to us and revealing himself to us. Like the other day we're driving again, you know, I'm praying with the kids where we're, I'm getting ready to drop them off at, you know, Jennifer's Nora gets on the bus there and that's where Paul stays before he goes to preschool. And I say, let's pray. And Paul always has to go first. Jesus, God, we love you. We thank you. Help us have a good day. Amen. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, every day that's, that's Paul's prayer. But in, mm-hmm. Nora, you just never know. Sometimes it's that rote. <clears throat> Are you all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> have you had the vaccination? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but like sometimes it's that rote, like, you know, prayer that she always says, but, mm-hmm. She starts praying. She goes, God, we love you. She said, God, we don't need more stuff. We need more Jesus. And I'm like, <laughs> I like, I got chills immediately. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't say anything, but it just like, it floored me. Right. Like, it was like, you know, talking about God revealing things to me, you know, I mean, that was one of those punch in the guts. You see? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm I'm thankful she gets it, in as as much as a seven year old can, sure, right? But it was just, again, kind of like what you're talking about. It's it's those moments where like you're not, you know, what's right, mm-hmm. 
but it's God like dropping that, dropping the mic on you almost. Right. You know? Yeah. That, hey, listen, dumb, dumb, you know, idiot. Right. Like, I've got this and I've got you. Why can't you trust me? Yeah. And that was the thing. Like, even, you know, I talk about like today, it, it was, it was God revealing himself today. But today, like, I'm sitting here thinking, we are fighting so hard to create our little empires on earth when this isn't even going to come close to comparing to what we'll have one day in heaven. And we're spinning our wheels and fighting to get out of this wet paper bag, right? (laughs) Of a world, Mm -hmm. right? To, to climb above, you know, this level of whatever we think success or status or power or money is when this is grimy compared to what we'll have in heaven. But how do we get ourselves there mentally? I, I ain't figured it out yet. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I can be good for like a week or two. And then something <laughs> I else know. happens. Well, it's just I know. like, I mean, a recent thing for us, not to get too too descriptive, but like we've had some some things pop up financially that we didn't expect and we wasn't prepared. We don't have like a rainy day fund. I mean, you know, we're a paycheck to paycheck family, like 90 plus percent of Americans. And... uh you know, this opportunity fell in, in our laps and I and I remember Paige, she called me and she's bawling. I I'm thinking she got into a wreck, she did something bad. <laughs> she was like hysterical. And I'm like, All right, slow down what you're saying and please tell me like in normal speaking voice, like what's going on? And she told she told me what happened and and she's like, We'll be able to take care of this and this and this and she's like, God's so good, God's so good, blah, blah, blah. you know, and just kept crying and of course, I'm on the other line, just trying to like remember everything she said. But yeah, man, like it was again trying to control certain aspects of our lives, especially me, and knowing in the back of my head, like I can't financially control this right now. Like maybe in a month, like we'll set some money aside and then we'll take care of it. And she has more faith than I do. You know, she's like, "Oh, he'll, t- he'll provide. He'll provide." Hmm. And boom, there it is. I think. There's a beauty too. I mean, you talking about finances and things being tight and and all that, and there's a beauty in you know, you know, Paige saying, "Hey, listen, he'll take care of it," but but being in that situation voluntarily too, like from a sense of of your generosity and from a sense of tithing. Mm-hmm. And really saying, all right, God, like, I'm I'm not going to be dumb with these things. Like, I'm not going to be irresponsible. But at the same time, like, I'm going to put myself in a tougher situation because I trust you. And here is my tithe, you know. Mm. That's hard to do. Mm, sure. But when you do, I feel like it's it's not only liberating, freeing, but it's... um, But it reveals him and, and his ability to provide... Well, think about how much time we just spend thinking about buying stuff. Oh, it's it'll drive you crazy. Dude, I mean, I'll get on bid FTA some nights before I go to bed and I'll like, oh, what kind of worthless crap can I buy tonight? <laughs> that I don't know if it's going to be working or not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Those darn open box orders. Like I'm scrolling through and okay, half hour goes by, 45 minute, minutes go by. I didn't find anything. I was just literally looking at crap to buy that I'm not even going to buy for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And where could that time have gone? Mm-hmm. I know where it could have gone. 
Fixing the dishwasher. I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm an idiot. <laughs> I see why Brandy says I'm an You could have fixed it four times. <laughs> and a half. You should have okay, given it Don't, don't <laughs> give anyone ideas, okay? Brandy, let us know if there's any more lists for Nate to do. <laughs> so you're saying you're going to become a plumber, huh? Mm. So anyway, back to the, <laughs> what we were talking about. I mean, but, but seriously, think about that. Think about how much time we get on Amazon or BitFTA or... You know, even Coles.com or Walmart or just something like that. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of wasted time. Agreed. I think, you know, we all have those. I, you know, and I think it's a, too, I mean, it, it's a fine line. You talked, and you talked about this just a minute ago. It's a fine line between, okay, that is easy to sit back and say, I'm an idiot. Why did I just waste 45 minutes doing this? But the other side of that is all the good things that we do that essentially could fall in the same category. You know, be, but it's just the busyness that we allow ourselves to get wrapped up in. And it's good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's volunteering to help at the school with whatever. I don't know, you know. It's prom coming up, so yeah. Okay, so yeah. prom. I was, gonna, I was thinking some nerd thing, but... Prom, I guess, works too. You're probably doing something nerdy at the prom, though, aren't you? Absolutely, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's 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 that, or it's um, you know, doing this thing at your house that you know that that is wasting time when. You know, the thing that's been on my mind lately is like, I haven't been to see Harvey in a while, mm-hmm. you know, and I need to go see him, but like, oh, I'm too busy. Really? Like, is that seriously not an important enough thing to 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 walk away from this thing that I feel is so important for me to do, but at the end of the day, like if I didn't, and again, I'm not saying be irresponsible and not, but... I feel like one of the cultural problems that we have is that we get so wrapped up in everything that's going on with us personally in our lives. And I'm talking like even from a, I've got to keep this stuff in this condition to impress these people Mm -hmm. (laughs) or I've got to clean, right? I mean, where, okay, my little empire, you know, my yard has to look a certain way. My barn has to look a certain way. My house has to look a certain way. To where we get so wrapped up in our own stuff that we neglect, you know, those individuals who they don't, they could care less. All they want is us, Mm -hmm. you know, and that our kids fall in that as well. I think our wives fall in that as well, even though they may be the ones like yelling us about doing these things. Like, you know, are we really creating valuable, healthy time in our, in our families? Are we getting wrapped up culturally in that? Again, that's something I think God is speaking to this nation about this culture, but I think, you know, you think oh, we're going to, we're going to review some of the things with COVID, but what it did at least for, for a short time is slap us in the face and say, pump the brakes. Like, mm-hmm. look what's most important. Like you're so focused on this, but guess what? The world's still turning. The sun's still rising that you're still able to provide food for your families and a roof over your head. Like, and look like you have, you have evenings to spend with them. You don't have to be constantly on the run doing this thing and doing that way and running away from your life rather than like sitting there with the people that like are most valuable in your life. That's, I mean, there's just a lot of things that God, 
you know, is speaking to us in this time. And I think I, this is the thing that I think this topic that Cody brought up and then even like, how do we live this out? What it screams is like, what's really most important. What it screams is like, stop creating value in things that you shouldn't waste your time on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's as silly as spending 45 minutes on BitFTA. Mm-hmm. And as serious as you're a workaholic or, you know, you're not creating time with, you know, your family to allow God to move and work in that environment in any real significant way. That's tough. All right. Where are we at? All right, I got I got one last thing. Do you guys know the uh the story in the Bible? I've been saying story a lot. Should I say story? I mean, does story have the connotation of fake Fix. fictional, yeah. Fictional? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've debated that when I'm... What ta- if I say, though, like, it's the story of my life? Well, so, like, from my perspective, like, when I type reports, I've typed so-and-so stated their their version of the story, and then, like, I have to, like, delete that because I'm like, that doesn't feel like it gives them... It doesn't give them credit for what they're saying. So I'm like... Recollection. Yeah, or I'll be like, advise so-and-so met with me at this date and time to advise me of what they observed and then fill in the rest, what they say. Here's the thing I struggle with though. Okay. Like story is a word that I like to use because it, it gives a, it gives a more light, lighter feel. Not that it does. What I'm saying is not important. Right. But when I say this, this passage, this narrative, (laughs) this, you know, document, Mm -hmm. like it sounds too formal for scripture. I don't know. Maybe I'm, Maybe I'm like, I try. I use story though, and, and but every time I use it, I'm thinking, am I, am I making scripture sound like a fairy tale instead of that I truly believe this is the word of God and it is truth and it is real and it is and it happened. I don't know. A topic for another time. Sorry, I digress. Go, go ahead and tell us your story, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon well, a time, have you heard the in scripture? Where it talks about the transfiguration. No. Yes. Nathan, what is the transfiguration? Uh, it was where, it's kind of hard to explain, I guess. I don't know all the details, but essentially it's I'm, I'm not trying to do like a... Jesus appeared as just a, I mean, a bright light. Am I getting my stories it, mixed no, up? Yeah, a little bit, but but you're on the right path. So it is, it's where... Uh, um, uh, the Elijah and uh, Moses appeared to Jesus on the hill. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, and and so like, and I think I may have my characters mixed up. Actually, now that I'm was that during the temptation? No, no, that? no, 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 no. This is okay. this is like um, on down the road. So Peter is with him. John is with him. Uh, and they they climb. Actually, I've been to this place. Not to this actual location, but where they think it happened, which is Mount Sinai. 
Mm-hmm. So we went to we went to uh, the Sea of Galilee, and we stayed at a hotel. And so, so they say sometimes when you wake up in the morning in Israel, like you 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 might be able to see this mountain, but you a lot of times covered in hazy and you just can't see. We woke up one morning, looked out, you could see. I mean, it was like nothing, 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 and then this mountain, this huge mountain, way off in the distance. I can't remember how how far away it was. It's really far away, but you could still see it because it's just huge. Hmm. But it's Mount it's Mount Sinai essentially. It's it's that. You know, is that huge mountain? Well, what, they go to this this mountain. They climb up this mountain, and um, it's Peter and James and John were were there, and they saw Moses and Elijah. Look at me. Um, but we we the the thing we were talking about was okay. Like, where does God reveal Himself? Like, so they walk up this mountain with Jesus, and then. Moses and Elijah, two of the greatest figures in in the history of the nation of Israel, appear there. And Jesus is like high fiving them, right? Slapping them on the butt, like good game type stuff. <laughs> and Peter, James, and John are just jaw dropped. Fanboying. Yes. Yeah. Now I this is again I what I love about scripture is it gives us these radical representations. Of the of the motivation that we should get when God speaks to us, even in these small things, when it's Nora saying, "I don't need more stuff; I need more Jesus," or Nate, you think serving yourself in the evenings is 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 where you get value in your life and significance, but serving others is where you're going to see the beauty of me and who I am, you know, or you know, whatever that is for us. And and so here here's the, here's the radical setting of this right. They see this and immediately say, all these worship type things mm. like, we should build a monument to this. We should, you know, we should we should, you know, create something to, you know, remember this forever. But it's a life changing. You're real type moment for them and that's what that's what I think Jesus is constantly trying to create in our life through the Holy Spirit when we hear these little things or when we actually allow ourselves to like hear the still small voice of God in our life he is constantly speaking to us and in our minds they're racing going Blah 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 over and over over whatever it is. Well, they're running this way, they're running that way. We're thinking about this, we're thinking about that, and he's saying, "Hey, listen, think about me. Don't think about creating an empire for me. I don't need that. I, I got whatever I want. Think about me. Just focus on me. Like, look for opportunities to serve me. I, him and I, had to go to the field the other night to get Brian's truck and bring it home because." He'd been spreading fertilizer, and we pull in there, and you know the kids were with mom and dad, and and it was just a time for us to kind of get away and just talk, just just us, right? Um, so we go out in the field, you know, we park, and his truck's sitting there, and and we but we just sit there and we just talked, and we're talking and talking and talking. This lady pulls in, in a in a in a little S ten or Ford pickup, actually, I think is what it was. I couldn't tell; it was dark. And she flashes her lights, and I'm like, 
this is weird. I said, let me go check this out. So I walk out there, and this lady was trying to get to West Jefferson. Oh, jeez. From London. Okay? Now, this is... West Jefferson, if you're not... If you if you don't know where this is, it's it's like, what, northeast of, of London? Yeah, it's just to the west of Columbus. I think right off 70. Yeah. So this lady drove south an hour. Mm. She was on State Route 62... In a in a field, because she saw a vehicle. If I mean, if that right in and of itself doesn't explain her, um, you know, just predicament, then I mean, you know, you're just not you're not with it. I mean, just that that's how desperate she was that she pulls into. It's black. <laughs> it's not even like a well. Like our this field is like there's a house. You know, half a mile, you know, to the north and nothing to the south that you could see. So there's no lights except for my vehicle sitting in the middle of this field. And, I mean, she's like, I don't know where I am. I said, honey, you are an hour away. And you could tell she was out of it. Like, you could tell she just wasn't. And so I'm like, hey, listen, um, do you have family we could call? And I call one of her sons and, like... He's yelling and kind of getting like angry. I'm like, do you have another son? <laughs> <laughs> so we call the other son. He's he's more helpful. He's more like, you know, what, what you know, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, listen, I don't. She's not 100 percent there right now. Like, I'm gonna give her directions back to Washington Courthouse at 35 and 62. I'm gonna tell her to stop at the McDonald's. That's what I'm gonna do. And I pray with her before she leaves, you know, and she's crying and just, it's just, you know, it was, it was a good thing, but I, I, we leave there and I think I should have done so much more. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, this woman, I mean, I don't know if she made it. I, I'm assuming she did. Mm-hmm. She had a phone. I, I put her son's number in cause she had her other son, but she didn't have this son. Phone saved for some reason. I don't know. She didn't really know how to navigate her phone. I put the directions to West Jefferson in her phone. But again, like, <laughs> I should have done more, right? I mean, and you know what came to mind? Like the thing, the thing where Jesus says, if they ask for your, you know, for you to carry, if the soldier asks for you to carry his his bag one mile, carry it too. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone asks for, you know your cloak, give it to them. Don't just let them borrow it. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. And we are a selfish people and we're so focused on ourselves and what's best for us that we, that we can't pick up on those small things that God's saying. And I think the more we tune in to what he's trying to tell us and teach us, the more he's going to speak boldly for us to move radically for him. And I, guys, I'm, if I'm being honest with you, I fear that. I fear what he's going to ask me to do. But the reality is, just like I said at the beginning of the podcast, this world is grimy compared to what we'll have one day. And what God offers, even in this world, when we hear him and do as he's called, listen, when we can tune into that voice 
and actually go after the things that he's calling us to, there will be so much joy and satisfaction and health in that that everything that we think we want would look like a grimy <laughs> outcome compared to that, you know? But are we are we <laughs> confident? Are we you know, do we trust him enough to to really go after that? I can't answer that for you. And I can say that even with my own life that I don't I don't know that I am. At least not always. At least not a lot of the time. Hmm. Yeah. That was a uh that was a good uh good topic to end on there, Kevin. Thanks for sharing, man. Well, um I guess I can end in prayer tonight, if that's what you guys would like. Unless Cody. Oh, you offered, so Okay. <laughs> Gonna play it like that. That's cool. I remember that. All right, here we go, guys. Heavenly Father, thank you for once again bringing us here tonight together under your house, your home, um, and just allowing us to talk about you and the amount of grace that you give us, the gifts that you give us, um, and the people that you give us, Lord. Lord, we thank you for those moments in life that help teach us and mold us and help realize just how powerful and uh, awesomely significant that you are and how insignificant some of our problems can be sometimes. And, and Lord, we just pray that you'll help us get through those um, and help us again realize that you are the one true Lord, you are the one true Savior, and you love us, you show grace towards us. And, uh, Lord, we just pray that you can show us, um, show us the way. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys, we'll do this again next week. You. Same place, maybe slightly earlier time. My eyes are getting heavy. I know. Cody's over there (laughs) snoozing. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week. Peace. Bye. Deuces.